Side on republicbroadcasting.org. Uh, smash the donate button, send the fundage, mail your check or money order, payable to RBN 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas 78664. Call in the debit or credit card number to 1 800 724 2719, extension 3. And keep free speech alive. This is your Thursday night broadcast. We have our regular Thursday night celebrity, the red pillar of all red pills, the heavyweight. I must break you. The kids call him Wilhelm Zierentelar. William, welcome to the show. Hi. How you doing, Jeremy? It's uh, good to talk to you again. I'm glad that we are about to go into the weekend again. Yeah. It's my RBN Friday, and, uh, you know, you got the, the punch bowl tomorrow. Your final chance to bring it for the week, to bring that free speech. <laughs> wow. Um, what an exciting month of January that we had. Uh, just when we thought that the system, you know, I wondered how they're going to outdo 2023. And every year they just seem to outdo themselves. Uh, already in January, we have Vlad uh, Lubavitch Jew tunnels uh, in New York. We have um, escalation, possible war with Iran. Uh, we have Justin Mon, a seemingly right-winger that went off the rails and decapitated his boomer father and called for all uh, militias to overthrow the federal government. We got that. And we got the uh, convoy at the southern border forming right now uh, under seemingly the rebellion of uh, Hot Wheels Abbott to uh, push back on the federal government uh, against illegal immigration at the border. Even though Hot Wheels went to India to try to get more Indians over here as if we didn't have enough Indians running our liquor stores, gas stations, and motels, uh, Hot Wheels wants more because he's not racist. 
he opposes illegal immigration, but by God, let's let all these legal Indians come over and, and take middle-class white American jobs. It's been a hell of a month. Um, William, what do you have? Well, Jeremy, I, I wasn't sure why Greg Abbott was in India. I remember that they were you know talking to him about the problem on the border, and he was reporting from India. Like, what the hell is he doing over in India right now? So I didn't know what the reasoning was. Is that really true? Was he over there uh, trying to help out the Catholic charities and uh, Hyas, uh, you know, bring more Indian immigrants over? Is that really true? And, you know, it's funny that Catholic charities would bring over Muslims. You would think they would bring a bunch of Catholics from uh, Central and South America, which they do. Uh, well, I'm some, making an assumption here, Jeremy. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. You know, he, he was in India. <laughs> uh, probably getting one of those dots painted in between his eyes, you know, the third eye. Uh, I don't know that for sure. That's just speculation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, I guess, uh, I guess you know, it's no problem. You can just multitask. And be over in India, we've got a border crisis uh, down there uh, where civil war is about to break out. But uh, Greg Abbott's over in India, yeah. So um, I just saw a uh, video, I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, but on Wardo rants about uh, the border uh, situation being uh, another ruse. It's still wide open. There's nobody down there. Um, I, I so just saw the headlines of the videos. I haven't had a chance to vet it yet. But I would not be surprised. And to the extent that we have right-wingers converging on the southern border, it's just going to be another setup of January 6th mm-hmm. uh, slash Charlottesville debacle. Where, you know, with you could have a million people down there, but you just it just takes a few hundred federal confidential informants or federal agents, some of which will be waving Nazi flags, I'm sure, uh, and, you know, doing violence and starting fights. Just a few federal agents. Just a few agents could, you know, turn the whole thing south. On the heels of that, this Justin Mahan it's spelled M-O-H-N. It's John, take off the J and put an M there, Justin Mon, who, uh, if, if we're to believe this, just cracked and beheaded his boomer father, who was, I guess, a federal employee. And Justin Mon has not only, he not only put out a 15-minute YouTube video, but published a pamphlet Published in 2020, Amazon published it. The pamphlet called for the killing of family members, judges, uh, anybody in the system that's a part of the system. You know, that promotes this degeneracy. And Mon stated that America's rotting from the inside. And he advocated the overthrow of the federal government. This guy was arrested Tuesday of this week after he published this video of his um, beheaded father. If we're to believe all this is organic, which the jury is out on that. But what they're going to do with that, I'm sure, is, uh, you know, use that as as an excuse to crack down on normal Americans. 
there was nothing in this guy's past that would be Nazi or uh, white supremacist. Um, and that's, you know, that's the nuance of it all. This guy is regular Joe Blow American. You don't have to be a Nazi or white supremacist or part of a militia to be a threat. And so they can throw a wide net uh, based on Justin Mon uh, and, and come down on anybody that just is sick of this child training homo start war with everybody in the world system. Anybody that, that voices their opposition to this could be a suspect, you know, in white, in white terrorism. So the guy did, I mean, Mahan did state that white Christian men were disenfranchised. So I guess that's the white supremacist uh, angle. So I don't know. Um, it's, it's interesting to see how this is all going to go. Um, talk of bombing Iran uh, since three uh, American soldiers were killed in bases that we have uh, in the Middle East. Why are those bases there? Why are we still there in the Middle East? Why does America have to have bases all over the world? Questions. Questions that deserve a uh, sane answer, but none can be found. Anyway, William, um, what more do you have? Uh, this is the first I've heard about this story about Justin Amon. Um, yeah. But uh, it's it, you know the more the Jews uh, as they continue to terrorize uh, white Jews and and their minions, you know their their proxy warriors continue they will continue to to beat and and continue to you know to, to destroy and beat and tear down all uh, European society and everything white. Uh, you know they're going to continue. Uh, their assaults um, against that. So, you know, there's going to be people that are going to, you know, flip out and do stuff. Um, and they know that. So, and they, you know, they, they like that because it gives them the pretext for them uh, to put in place uh, their criminal uh, infrastructure. So, just very important to always point out. Jewish nature of all this, and uh, stop defaming uh, me. Well, you keep defaming uh, me, so um, I know you have a double standard and everything. But uh, cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks. Well, cool it with your Semitism, okay? I mean, Semitism is a criminal behavior, so it needs to stop now. Semitism must end. It's a pressure cooker, you know, with the last four years, COVID, BLM riots, election hoax, January 6th debacle, Russia-Ukraine conflict with all kinds of money being poured into Ukraine. And now, you know, America's support for Israel genociding Palestinians and bombing up and killing children. The American people are fed up. And this in the election year, it's all coming to sort of a head here. Um, I'm, I'm sure, and, and the media already has, you know, stated that Trump supporters are the, are the very kind of people that would buy into Justin Mahan's uh, type of rhetoric. So, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting year coming into February. 
um, Black History Month. Meanwhile, would, would there be would there be Black History without white technology? I don't, I don't think so. Hmm. Oh, no. pardon me. Okay, evidently my mic's having some issues. Okay. But uh, you sent over some prep. You had some some clips. I don't know which direction you want to go. As, as we've we've opened up the show, we paved the way for some conversation here. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give a little synopsis. You know, tomorrow night I'm gonna have uh, Blackbird on the show because I, I came across a video, uh, an old video last night from David Goldstein, um, and uh, or Goldberg, excuse me. And he was a supposed whistleblower who was killed in June of 2019 uh, for leaking information about the Jewish plans because of uh, people waking up and the percentage of people that are waking up and the frightening plans that the uh, Jews have for uh, rounding up, quietly uh, attempting to round up um, all of the non-Jews that are waking up and noticing what the Jews have been up to. Um, so, um, yeah, so he did this video. It's about 26 minutes long. And I came across it because I was listening to Rents interview Brother Nathaniel in a 2020 interview. So that just popped up in my shoot feed, and then I listened to that. I mean, just randomly a few years old. I don't listen to Rents much anymore. But I was very, I really liked this interview a lot. Um, and he, they played the whole, uh, but they did a lot of commentary on it. So then I, I went and I found the video by itself, just David Goldberg. I listened to that. And then I asked around all you guys, a bunch of people, hey, you guys, um, did you guys hear this? You remember this? And of course, I sent it over to Blackbird and uh, Robert Ravolt and. And everybody's already, oh, yeah, we know about this. And and then Blackbird, of course, he sends me over a show he did with Andrew Carrington Hitchcock about it. And um, they were talking about, like, possible controlled op- opposition and analyzing that. Um, but if, whether or not David Goldberg was actually controlled opposition or not, um, it's very interesting uh, he, he actually, I think that I think he was spot on. I mean, he, the, what he was what he was talking about, um, and he was thinking that the timeline was going to be when they were going to do a lot of blackouts, and then the Jews were going to go from house to house and you know snatch up uh, and you know abduct goyim and put them in military, send them off to FEMA camps and exterminate them, and in the in the Jewish um, in the Jewish extermination camps that they have set up everywhere so Jews can exterminate um, white people uh, without um, raising too much notice about anything. Um, just like they did in Russia when the Jews uh, slaughtered tens of millions of uh, Russian Christians, usually in the most brutal, disgusting kind of way uh, about 100 years ago. Um, uh, so tomorrow night I'm going to do a show with Blackbird. We're going to talk about this now we're gonna we're gonna gonna fast forward now and, and and look at this now and see like where we're at now so it's kind of like we're taking a little to putting the barometer up against you know the, the jewish plan you know to go and do all this and you know shed light on it and uh we've moved ahead a few years and they tried to do COVID, right so um 
I would just recommend I'm gonna get this into the news feed. This David Goldberg video. Everybody listening, please go to the news feed. Um and in a little bit after the show tonight, we'll have it up on the news feed by then. And watch this twenty six minute video. And um we're not gonna play it tomorrow in our show tomorrow because um it's just too long. So hopefully everybody will go on and watched it. But if you don't, you'll get a chance to, to, to watch it again. We'll play some short clips of it. And it's going to be a real interesting discussion. So I, I got more stuff, but let me kick it back to you. Uh, I went on for quite a bit about that. There, You, you mentioned controlled opposition in the ranks of Jewish power. There's always that. There's legitimate Jews like, you know, Goliath Otzman that speak out. Um, there's there's Jews that speak out against the system because they see what they're talking. You know, they speak out on their own interests of, of, of the Jews, like Stephen Steinlein, who I've mentioned so, so many times, who published the paper in 2001, uh, you know, Center of Immigration Studies, talking about the Jewish stake in America's changing demography. And uh, Steinlein, of course, makes the case that Turning America brown too fast is going to make a white lash, and it's going to bring a lot of anti-Semitic Muslim types in the country that are going to go against the Jews. And, you know, that was, well, 2001, what, 23 years ago. Uh, So you have all of these different factions within Jewish power that don't always agree. And some are controlled opposition. So I, I would say that Steinlein is a Jew that speaks out against the system because he wants to do what's best for the Jews. Okay. Then you got Gilad Otzman who speaks out just because he feels it's the right thing to do. Um, and then you have controlled opposition, uh, like Mark Levin, the, you know, conservative commentator that takes the conservative line and draws in right-wing conservatives, uh, and, brings them into the the Jewish narrative of the way that they should view the world as conservatives through the Jewish narrative. That's what Mark Levin does. And then you have non-Jews. You have, uh, you know, what's the word? Uh, I'll think of it in a minute, but uh, basically the role that Rush Limbaugh played, you know, a goy that was totally controlled and you know, had received a lot of money from corporations when he got famous on his radio show. And Rush Limbaugh would take the, the most extreme right-wingers, white right-wing men, and he would tell them what they wanted to hear. He would state the problems correctly. But before they came to the, you know, the ultimate dis- uh, acknowledgement of Jewish power, he would redirect them at the very end. And make it a, you know, left and right issue or a Republican Democrat issue. And now I think Tucker Carlson's taken the spot of Rush Limbaugh in doing that. Tucker appeals to the most right wing uh, people of the electorate. Anyway, we are up on the break. Let's finish analyzing this and get on with more content on the other side.
you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. I frankly think that crisis initiation is really tough. And it's very hard for me to see how the United States uh, president can get us to war with Iran. Um, which leads me to conclude that if, in fact, compromise is not coming, that the traditional way of Amer- America gets to war is what would be best for U.S. interests. Uh, some people might think that Mr. Roosevelt wanted to get us into World War II, as David mentioned. You may recall we had to wait for Pearl Harbor. Some people might think Mr. Wilson wanted to get us into World War I. You may recall he had to wait for the Lusitania episode. Some people might think that Mr. Johnson wanted to send troops to Vietnam. You may recall we had to wait for the Gulf of Tonkin episode. 
uh, we didn't go to war with Spain until the USS, uh, until the Maine exploded. And may I point out that Mr. Lincoln did not feel he could call out the Federal Army until Fort Sumter was attacked, which is why he ordered the commander at Fort Sumter to do exactly that thing which the South Carolinians had said would cause an attack. So if, in fact, the Iranians aren't going to compromise, it would be best if somebody else started the war. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's that's enough. Um, I, I thought I was watching a deep fake. I mean, really, like which Jew politician is that? I, I was trying to get his name. I recognize the face. It's a he's got curly blonde hair, his blue eyes. What's his name? Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up now, but that's. You know, it's 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 a lot of good stuff in that clip. There you go, Patrick. Patrick awesome. Okay. Is he? Yeah. Well, hard to know but, these I mean, days. Isn't it very telling? You know about how they use false flags to get us into wars, and so, I mean, war with Iran now. Uh, I mean, on the heels of this Israeli genocide of Palestinians. And the Houthis attacking, uh, you know, ships coming up into the, uh, you know, up into the Red Sea. I mean, all of that is is perfect um, to justify a war with Iran, which is what they wanted. They wanted this for a while. They wanted this for a long time. Um, and why? Why do they want it? They mean Jewish-dominated elites. Well, Iran is not part of the Greater Israel. But Iran supports Hezbollah, which keeps Israel from taking, uh, you know, southern Lebanon, which is part of the greater Israel. So Iran has always been a threat to them. And Iran's backed by Russia and China. So a war with Iran is a war with Russia and China. And these lunatics that are in charge uh, of our State Department seem to be all about that. They don't care. There's no off-ramp. And if they want to kamikaze America by doing war with Iran, they're willing to do that. And they've they've proved that. They've proved that by supporting Ukraine against Russia uh, and all of the Russian sanctions. So, you know, it doesn't. You don't. You don't have to be a, a Vladimir Putin fan. It doesn't matter if you're against him or whatever. We don't want war with these countries. We want a statesman. We need a statesman that will sit down with. Uh, Putin and Xi Jinping and will negotiate some sort of a uh, a treaty and bring Israel to heal. You know, that's what we need. Our, our statesmen that will do that. And there's none emerging. There are absolutely none. Trump's not going to do it. Trump would be totally for a war with Iran. As a matter of fact, I think Trump would be the perfect president to preside over a war with Iran. You know, who cares about Biden? He doesn't even know where he uh, where he defecated last, probably in his diapers. But Trump would be the perfect one to rally the right wing and to support a war with Iran. That's why I think he's going to win 24. Plus, I mean, he's like some kind of unstoppable force. I don't know, dude. Like, Kelso's right. show seems to be more validated as the days go by, <laughs> quite honestly. Respect to Kelso. Well, anyway, uh, well, Jeremy, 
Jeremy, I think you're really on to something. Um, and if you watch this uh, David Goldberg video, a lot of you have already probably seen it a few years ago. But it's good to go back and watch this again. Because um, what he's talking about in there is how Trump is, is you know, was, was put in on purpose. You know, it all makes sense. I mean, nobody gets in there accidentally. There's no, there's no such thing as like a, a, a you know, a maverick person that gets in and wins an election, you know, out of chance. Look, come on, we're we're all we we're all not that naive anymore. Um, right. So, uh, you know, and this, I think there's a lot of validity and truth to uh, what this guy is um, getting at. Um, and the same this. The same Steinleitian Jews, I mentioned Stephen Steinleit, and, and that's what I call the, this sliver of Jewish power, Steinleitian. The same Jews that want to control immigration and limit it to a trickle, right, because they, they got a good thing going here in America. Those are the same Jews that want war with Iran. For sure, they all agree on that. Let's get back to this on the other side of the break and uh, see what the call list looks like in more clips. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. My name is 
John, the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Jeremy show on the loose with William and Jeremy. Mike said the Goldberg clip is up on the RBN news feed, so check that out and prep for the punch bowl tomorrow night. Got a couple of callers in the queue and some more clips to play. William, yeah. um, you have comments on, on the last segment before we take a call. Uh, well, one thing I want to mention again about the uh, gold, the gold, uh, the David Goldberg clip is that uh, one of the things he was mentioning was them letting, and remember, mind you, this this is back in 2020, them leaving content on YouTube, and everybody's going, why is this still allowed on YouTube? Why is everybody else's banned but this? Well, he was talking specifically about them letting truthful information out so they could tag, track, and ID people putting likes and comments and and whatnot so that they're going to try to figure out, you know, these people are, you know, a lot of people use sock accounts or whatever, and they don't have their picture, and they're using email addresses that are not tied to their identity. You remember how Facebook was trying to get you to upload your actual ID in order to keep uh, your account active, right? Or your account was going to get banned. Well, we all knew this is the reason why, right? So they could tag track an ID you, so the Jews can tag track an ID you, so that the Jews can go from um, house to house at some point in time and, and abduct you and murder you, you know, just like they did a hundred years ago. Well, to that point, 
to that point of allowing stuff on online, Justin Mahan, his pamphlet, which called for the killing of politicians, judges, and people in federal positions, that was published by Amazon in 2020. So, you know, they took down all of David Duke's uh, books on Jewish power on Amazon, but yet Justin Mahan's open call for violence was allowed to be published and left on there for four years until he was arrested. Um, they want these people out there putting out their crazy stuff so that they have an excuse to crack down. Right. And as you mentioned, uh, AI is uh, cataloging and com- compiling data on anybody that subscribes to this stuff. Guarantee you, everybody that ordered Justin Mon's book, um, you know, they've got them in their crosshairs. So there's something to consider that they allow, they allow the content that they want to allow for their own purposes. Yeah. Anyway. One, of, one of the guys that, uh, that uh, Goldberg uh, mentioned specifically was Adam green and, yeah. you know, no more news. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm a little, you know, I see Stu Peters out there. You know, it makes me start thinking because it makes me sad to think about this. But I, I would like to believe Stu Peters is 100% genuine. Um, but uh, I'm just going to keep one eye open on that one. Um, you know, we want to believe that the Overton window is shifting over and that, uh, you know, people are starting to wake up to Jewish power. That's the inevitable thing that's going to happen. Um but it doesn't mean that they're not going to float out there, you know, people out there telling the truth, right? This is what he's talking about. They're out there actually telling the truth, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a honeypot. You know, it may be a honeypot. I, I hope that's not true about Stu Peters. I, I commend everybody that comes out and starts getting brave about Jewish power. And I don't know. Right. Let's uh, let's see what the call screen has to say. Uh, we have Dr. Kelly Holden. Um, let's bring on Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly, welcome to the show, William and Jeremy Show. Hey, right on. We should do a show together, the J and the K Show. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to point out a couple of really important facts. Um, did you ever study physics in college using the Greek alphabet? Anybody? Did you ever no. take Greek? Or because um, there's a big problem with um, with your guest and these people that are schismatic and heretics. And the fact is, there is. I'm not no... a guest. I'm actually a co-host. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. Okay. So schismatic. No what are you talking about? There's no letter J in the Greek alphabet. So what? There's no J in the Hebrew alphabet. So what? What's your so, point? Yeshua, yeah. Yeshua. Are you Jewish? Christos. So Jacobus or Jacobus is how you no, pronounce. Are you Jewish? James. Okay. Um, blah 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 I'm blah a blah. Big Norwegian what are you like? What are you? What are you blabbing on about here? Sit down. So what Where are you? Do you what, live, what is the problem? Man? Because I said the word Jew. You have a problem. You're going to you call have and try to problem. do problem. You've got the problem. 
I don't have a problem. Unfortunately, you I don't have a problem. Have problem. I'm going to cut you off the show, and you're no longer on the show, and there's your problem right there. I don't it's have false. a problem. You can't even explain what my problem is. So what? What? Tell me what my problem is. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> what? What? What is that all about? Oh. Oh, uh, the Greek well, alphabet, and your guess has a real problem because the, the word J, the letter J. And, uh, yeah, I think it's... How long are know, we going to let that crap go on for? I mean, I would entertain it. I mean, we could sit there and listen to it. You call back again, Kelly. We'll give you another chance to explain yourself. It's just you're, you're very irritating and annoying. You're clearly a shell for the Jews. So, yeah, but go ahead. Call back. We'll give you another chance. Go for it. It's something that's brought up a lot um, using the word Jew, but like Dr. we didn't, Kelly. we didn't coin the word Jew. Like we don't, it, it's not our position to say Jew. Like Schumer and Newland and Blinken, they call themselves Jews. Uh, in the book, The Chosen Getting In, people that say they're Jews brag about their uh, dominance of upper academia, Yale and Harvard. Uh, an Empire of Their Own, that book, Gable, I think is the, the Jew's name. That Jew says that Jews control Hollywood. We're not calling them Jews. They're calling themselves Jews. And, you know, I understand that in the Hebrew, there's a Y in the place of the J. And in the Greek, there's an I in the place of the J. But there's still Yehuda. You know, there's there's still that word that was translated in the mid 15 1600s going into the king james bible jew so it's really oh, yehuda right. Oh. right judah what we would say judah and in the hebrew yehuda okay and so, so why does yeah, this matter why does this matter right i'm just going to spend this? time on this you anyway know, let's coo- like some kook like this person calls in and you know you know is wasting time about nonsense that doesn't matter well, if it matters, then, you know, I, I understand that language language matters to a, to a degree, right? But don't call yeah. into the show. I've never spoken to this person before. They have complete yeah. lack of respect, and they, have, they don't have any, you know, I've been on this show for three years with you now, right? I have my own yeah, show. Ke- Kelly's you know, called into my show. She doesn't even know it's... Yeah, Kelly's called into my shows before. I, I've never heard her be confrontational with my co-host up until now but I, I just think people have a problem with calling out the jews but they call themselves out my that's my whole point we're just talking about what they say. we're just identifying the enemy they're identifying themselves you know as jews i don't know if they're i don't know that they can i seriously doubt any of these people that say they're jews can uh trace back to biblical israel I don't think they can. And I don't think the secular nation of Israel, fake Israel, I call it, I don't think they're the biblical Israel at all. Um, But, you know, that's what they call themselves. So anyway. Well, I'll tell you what. Call back again, uh, Dr. Kelly, and you can, uh, we'll give you five minutes and I won't say anything. We'll let you see if you can explain your thing. But I'll just, uh, I'll keep quiet because, Quite honestly, uh, we shouldn't. We should give you. We should give you a fair shake to explain your thing. 
But we're going to have to time box it. I don't and, know, you know if we have time to do it again tonight. The, the Bolsheviks, um, specifically uh, Vladimir Lenin, he claimed to be a Jew. Uh, Leon Trotsky, uh, Lebedevich Bronstein, he claimed to be a Jew. And in their speeches in early Russia in the early 20th century, they bragged about Jewish supremacy and how they, the Jews should rule over the Christian Russians and that they were supreme over them. This is something they're saying about themselves. We're just calling it out. I mean, straight up. Anyway, William, do you have some more clips that you want to highlight in the next 15 minutes before the break? Uh, Vladimir Lenin was actually a quarter Jewish, and he was married to a Jew, and they spoke Yiddish in the home, and they were practicing uh, Jews in the home. Yeah, and in his speeches... You can look up Vladimir Lenin's speeches and get the English translation. He claimed that, that he was a Jew and that Jews should dominate Russia because they were the superior race. Right, and under Vladimir Lenin, they enacted the anti-Semitism laws that were punishable by death. Remember that? So that that exactly, and anybody that possessed uh, the book uh, "Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion." If you possess that book in Bolshevik Russia in the early 20th century, you could be put to death. So these people are calling themselves Jews. I don't even know what the controversy is. Right. So what are we supposed? What language are we supposed to use, Doctor Kelly? Are we supposed to use some different word besides Jew? Anyway, yeah. Uh, what do, What do you got next? Do we have some pertinent clips to finish out the show? Um, well, yeah, we've got some stuff in here, popped in here. So we've got the, um, I think the most important thing to jump to is the, how, how the Fed through the CDBCs with Catherine Austin Fitz, an interview. That's a good with, one. Uh, yeah, it's about five minutes. So it's probably okay. worthy of a, probably worthy of watching this because this is, this is the most pressing issue we're facing right yeah. now. All right, let's roll Hello, that, Mike. Hello, Woody. Goodbye, Woody. <laughs> Black History Month, my friends. Fred Sanford. Jerome Powell has said some things about the CBDC system. He, he keeps talking about privacy. Um... And he, you know, he said, "Well, we we got to be careful about privacy." And he's talking about it's supposed to be personal privacy. We're worried about your personal privacy. But I think the way to read that isn't again. Th- th- I don't really think the Fed's concern of your privacy is genuine. I think that any like anything else from the Fed, it's simply a talking point to advance an agenda. And I think the event, the agenda that's going to be advanced here, this talk about privacy, is what it really means is that. Your private data is going to not be handled by the Fed. It is simply going to be routed to the service providers, the private service providers. And the reason I think that is that because of the CBD system and because banks are no longer issuing loans, um, I don't think they're going to simply vanish overnight. They're not like dinosaurs where, I don't know, a meteor hits and commercial banks are going to vanish. That's the CBC, CBDC is not going to be the meteor event that wipes out commercial banks. 
going to be gradual. I think it's going to force banks, though, to find ways to find other ways to make money since loans are no longer doing it. Okay, just routing around money and serving as a sort of a, a utility, a public utility that multiplexes, you know, electricity users and connects them up with electricity suppliers, that's the banks aren't going to make money that way. They're going to be forced to find other ways to make money. And I think the way they're going to do it is they're going to they're going to monetize your personal data the way fintech monetizes personal data. I mean, so think about it. Banks aren't making loan via lending. They're now going to make it on your personal data. I think that's just going to that's just the way it's going to be. And that's why the rallying cry from Jerome Powell really means, yeah, we're going to keep the, your personal data out of the Fed's hand. But what he's not telling you is the data is going to be end up in private hands so they can make their money too. And the reason I say that is the Fed, if the Fed really wanted, if it really was concerned about privacy, uh, it would have come down a lot harder on, on, for example, Wells Fargo when they stole everybody's identities and they were setting up fake accounts. I mean, that's an identity theft every time they set up a fake account. You know, and Wells Fargo, not one person was prosecuted. There was never a case on that. The Fed just basically turned, they find Wells Fargo, but again, it's a cost of doing business fine. It's not really a fine at all. And I think the risk here, and what's what you're going to see shake out with this, is that in the intermediaries, you're going to see um, that that's where the passports fit in. You know, all your data is on the passport, and it's going to be handled by the intermediary. So the Fed can wash its hand and say, oh, we we're concerned about your privacy, but we really have no jurisdiction over the intermediaries using pa- passports with all your digital information on them. Um, and so in a lot of ways, I think the move to central bank digital currency is going to spell the end of uh, personal sovereignty. Um, and I also think it's going to spell the end of, eventually of national sovereignty um, and bring in a system of global rules. Um, I, I did a documentary on my channel called All the Plenary's Men, where I showed that the rules that are that were implemented uh, in terms of punishing banks for things like money laundering was really a global rule system. It has nothing to do with American rules. So already the erosion of national sovereignty has begun. That that started a long time ago, but the central bank digital currency is really going to make it um, happen. If you Let's look pause at it the for a second. pause it for a second there. Uh, okay, yeah, it was a good spot too because that was sort of Catherine Austin Fitz was going to come in. So th- this is really important to, to know, right? You're going to see um, institutions uh, where they're going to say things like, "Oh, we're not tracking you. Oh, we'll delete your biometric data." Um, one one example is uh, you file for like a social security or unemployment or something like that, right? They're, the government is going to they're going to need to verify your identity. And the only way to do it now is to do it through biometrics or do it through some kind of a video where they, tr- where they you know, have a, a facial recognition uh, software that they're using. Okay, so, um, And they'll give you those two options. And then uh, they'll say, but we delete the, we delete the data. You know, we don't keep it. Um, but if you look in their terms of service, and you'll look that they're usually bound with a with the National Institute on Standards and Technology, um, and they have actually they do keep your data in their logs. So they may delete the actual data from their database, um, but they'll still have a log 
which logs all this all of this information and funnels it off to uh, whatever other institution that it funnels off that they're log logging data to. Okay, and uh, and I I found this on a I won't say you know specifically who, but it was a government website and. It has this stipulation in there, exactly what I'm describing, um, and uh, it, it's uh, very backhanded. It's it's essentially fraud that they're committing. They're lying to you because they're not really. They're they're actually. I mean, they're technically deleting it from certain databases, but not from others. So um, watch out, watch out for that. And that's that's what's being described here, and it's been going on for a really long time. Um, you know, these banks don't operate under any kind of jurisdiction that is uh, that, that they're, that's, that's under United States law. And that's exactly what his documentary, John Titus's documentary, just all the plenary's men. Watch that documentary if you haven't seen it yet. It goes into detail about the, the Department of Justice saying they're going to prosecute S- HSBC back in 2008. And then, uh, you know, they had a big press conference and everything. It was the Obama administration, actually. They're going to prosecute HSBC. And then, then you know, a few weeks later, oh, uh, well, never mind. Uh, we're not going to because uh, that would just create too much of a stir in the financial, in the global financial, you know, sector. So, um, never mind. Yeah, we're not prosecuting anybody. <laughs> so... And then you have bailouts, right? Back to so bailouts. Now they can't do bailouts anymore. Now they're going to do bail-ins. All right. So um, now they've got this uh, this uh, this enforcement agency with the F- the um, taxes, right? The the IRS with their agents, so that they can do bail-ins. So now people are going to start getting audited, and they're going to. Uh, I was watching actually Harry Vox was uh, I think. You know, he tends to be pretty spot on about a lot of things, and this just makes sense that they are going to start auditing people, and then they're going to start extorting money out of people, uh, you know, legally. Okay, let me let me kick it over to you, Jeremy. So this collection of data, I mean, your data has been collected since the advent of public access to internet in the 1990s. So everyone that's had an email, even if you don't have social media, if you had an email, all of your emails, all of your data has been collected. The thing is, they haven't had a way to sift through this data until recently with AI. All right. So here's here's where I'm going with it. So pretty much everyone in the late 90s had a, a debit card or, you know, and, and everybody's had credit cards and all of that's been online. Um, and, and a lot of most people have had emails. So all of this stuff, you know, you can say, well, CBDC is, is no different than me having a debit card. That's true in a sense. But with CBDC, they can access and use AI to process through everything you've ever said or done online. And your activity online, your political activity, your what you think is a First Amendment right to say what you want to say politically, religiously, or whatever, that's all been logged, and that's all been combed through. And so that 
you know, your ability to, to get a loan or to do business in the future through CBDC could be based on everything you've ever said, done, email sent online since the 90s. That's what I'm taking from this. William, what do you think? Right. Yeah, so and we've seen we're getting dangerously uh, very close to um, a system where they're actually able to aggregate this data and then come up with a profile that a human can take a look at and then give you a call. So I don't know. Maybe it won't even need that. It probably won't be a human. It'll just be some generated notification sent to everybody saying you're being audited or you're being charged with a crime. Um, so this pretty scary, pretty scary stuff. But, you know, we'll see um, who responds and then how they how they enforce it and how well, people respond to that enforcement. We can already see some enforcement recently. So everybody at January 6th, even if you did not go into the Capitol, right? Um, if you were just there at the January 6th protest, your cell phone was pinged. And I know for a fact, through personal testimony, one of the builders that I paint for, one of the contractors, said that his friends that went to January 6th they were visited by the FBI. They didn't go into the Capitol. But what happened was their cell phones were pinged. And so that means that an, an FBI visited their homes. That means that cell phone companies and Internet companies, the people that own the IP addresses, they gave that information over to the federal government. Right. right. And they were visited in question. That's what it's going Anyway, that we're the end of the show. Thanks, William, for joining me. Hi, Jeremy. Have a great weekend. Thanks, man. You too. off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419.
You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.